0: The G Men, copyright 2010. MyMac Podcast 323. You're listening to The G Men on the
1: mymac.com podcast.
0: number 323 guy i'm back how are you i'm doing just fine i'm so happy that you're back though i do have to say that that owen and scott filled in filled in very very nicely in your absence yes i I did you're fired show you're
2: fired
3: (laughs) (laughs) you should have said that with a a british stroke london accent you see and then everybody would have thought that you were being uh, a famous apprentice person over here
0: uh, well, see, here in the States, I'd, ha- I'd, ha- I'd have to say it like Donald Trump. That's it. It's Donald Trump over there.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, um it's um, um, Amstrad, Alan Sugar. I had to think about it then. I love that show as well, well. at least really it isn't, uh,
0: well, uh, I was going to say, oh, I can't remember the guy's name that uh, does the, the whole Wikipedia or uh, Wikilinks thing. Asante? Is, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I think he's been arrested over here, you know. I, I read in, the, it, I, well, I spotted it on the
3: web that he's, he's come over to London. He's been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. want to go down that route.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that that's that, that's a subject for a whole. you <laughs> could basically take up, I think, our entire podcast. Yeah, and it's, it, it's yeah. so controversial that you know I I don't even really know if if I even want to get into it because there's so many perme, uh, permeations that you know good bad indifferent depending on yeah. your your point of view there are people that that say everything he does is wonderful and there are other people who say well he's risking people's lives and blah 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 so yeah 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 Yep. So, how was your time? How was your time off, away from the MyMac.com dot com podcast?
3: Well, it was um, it was okay, thank you. We had we went up to a concert up in Birmingham, and uh, it was a very fine concert, I must admit. Uh, took us back. It was um, uh, songs of the eighties, you could say. There was a few groups up there, uh, groups like Sister Sledge, and uh, oh yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really good, actually.
0: Um, was there like an overall theme as far as the, the music goes, much, other than just pretty, being 80s? I mean, was just it like 80s, rock and no, roll? no, just the
3: or? 80s, really. Just 80s. Um, yeah, it wasn't themed on rock and roll or anything. Um, and uh, Tapau were there, Sister Sledge. So you can tell you know, the, um, the, the range of music that was going on. But there was a, a load of us, a, um, a load of old school friends that we, we got together and, and went up.
0: And uh, great time great time well it sounds like it was a lot of, I, I love going to concerts i really do yeah yeah haven't yeah. been to one well i went to i went to that show that uh that david cook got me into uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago um but it would at that well that's a, that's a whole not that's a whole nother story it was fun though <laughs> um something kind of weird happened to me starting sunday now uh my son my son guy is taking a, a film studies class in high school he's a junior in high school and okay. the project that he and some of his friends had, and this was, you know, a project for school, he was going to get graded on it, was they had to take a classic poem and make a video about it. And right. they, then they had a list of poems that would be acceptable. And Guy Chose the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Um Kind of fits along with with his whole personality sometimes, but that <laughs> that's a story for another day. Well, he he I'll
3: f- tell you what we're we're building up a lot of stories for another day, aren't we?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we are. So he and some he's got a um a, 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 a last year at Christmas time I got both he and my my son Peter uh flip uh what is it Minio I, HD I know yeah yeah. yeah. So he went out, and he shot a whole bunch of video and um, brought it to me to edit, because he, he doesn't know anything about editing, doesn't care for iMovie. Well, not that I do either, but that's, a whole not- that's again, that's a whole other story. so <laughs> I'm marking these down, you know. Yeah, write these down, because this is, this is good stuff. <laughs> so he, he brings me all this video, and I bring it into the computer. Now, if, if you listened to last week's show, I, I picked up uh, Adobe Premiere Elements, Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had kind of given it a little look, but I hadn't really done anything with it yet. And I figured, ah, oh, this is a, a perfect chance to really kind of put it through its paces. And it would have been. And I really thought it was going to be until I brought the video into the computer that my son had shot and actually looked at, at the video. <laughs> um, there's a couple of fine, finer points of filmmaking. That my son Guy doesn't understand. One of those <laughs> is lighting. <laughs> you know what you're saying? There wasn't any. Uh, not so much. It was it was it was very very dark. Now I understand that the Raven is kind of a dark poem, but if you're going to film something, <laughs> you need light. I'm sorry, and I kind of knew it was going to be a problem early on because on Sunday we had a fire going. We were all downstairs. I was you know my my wife Tracy and I were watching uh, one of the football games. And American football games. And um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we had, a, we had a fire going, and he wanted a shot of him looking sad by the fireplace and insisted that we had to turn off the TV set and we had to turn off the lights because it had to be really dark. I said, Guy, if we turn off all the lights and turn off the TV set, what you're going to see is a black blob in front of a flaming red blob and that's all you're going to get. So we conv- I convinced him that he needed a little more light for that, but I knew that that was, you know, leading into this project that it was going to be a problem. Yeah. So he he that was the last footage that he needed to shoot. That was Sunday night. Well, he comes to me uh the next day, Monday, after school, and says, uh, "Dad, I need to you know, I need your help editing this video." I said, oh, "Okay, well, well, when do you have to turn it in?" Wednesday morning. It's like <laughs> what <laughs> so here i am i'm laughing so much i'm exactly the same with some
3: occasionally my daughters come home and they want something and i say i I always find myself saying why didn't you tell me earlier
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so it's it's a program that i'm not familiar with adobe premiere elements with really really badly shot video footage that he also wanted to do a voiceover with. <laughs> so the first thing I do is I, I bring in the video and with him standing behind me, you know, he's telling me, okay, well I need six seconds of this and three seconds of that. And I'm just kind of looking over my shoulder going, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. And every time I would see some of this footage, it would be like, well, well guy, this would have looked better if you had done this or if you had done that. And I, Automatically, you know, forgetting the fact that he's relying on me to edit this video, he cops an attitude. Cops a 16-year-old yeah. adolescent yeah. attitude. It's like, yeah. you know, guy, guess what? I really don't have to do this. <laughs> you know, If you want to give me a hard time about it, I can just turn the computer off and let you go on your merry way. So, you know, he calmed down a little bit after that, and we started to go through it. And, oh, also, he wanted it all to be black and white. Mm-hmm. so yeah, i had yeah. i had to get uh, once we got all the the so this dark film yeah <laughs> now it has to be actually you know turning it to black and white made it easier because in yeah, Adobe yeah. period elements they have a brightness and uh contrast um you know effect
3: yeah so it gives and, you a bit a bit more leeway to, to
0: right to right if it, with color show, with color you've got something. more problems But black and white it was a little bit easier to to lighten some of it up. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I I, I arrange the footage the way he wants it. I've got a, uh, a little little uh, title in the in the middle of it, where right where he wanted it to be. And so I said, okay, well this this is fine. This this is it was ended up being about six and a half minutes. I said, okay, this is what you want. And he said, yes. All right, fine. So then I open up GarageBand and I sit him down in the chair that I'm sitting in right now. You know, put my my microphone in front of him. I say, okay, you've got uh, your poem. You know, Ed Allen, Pose, The Raven in front of you, read each stanza, and at the end of each part, pause for about two seconds, and then start the next one. Because that gives me a little bit of leeway on either side of it to, do, to edit it. Yeah. Well, he, he what he did for, like, the first two, he would say it and then hit the stop button to stop recording. It's like, no, 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 no. Just, just keep going. Yeah, just don't worry about it. It's it's not like we're on tape and, and we're going to run out of tape. You know, I mean, this is, this is the computer. It's all digital. Don't worry about it. So we got done with that, brought that into premier elements, immediately started having problems. Every place where I cut it to, to drop it into a particular segment, I was getting artifacts from other parts of that same audio. Right. And I couldn't make it, work and i don 't know if it was uh, if it's a bug in Premiere elements i don 't know if it 's because my computer has some stone age qualities to it i you know uh, by the way everyone if you're listening, please give generously to the guy Searle <laughs> needs a new computer fund care of guy Searle at mymac dot com so anyway <laughs> so um I I finally couldn't take it anymore. I spent like an hour trying to massage this video in and it just wasn't going to work at all. So I said, all right, you know what? I went back to GarageBand. I dropped, you know, I I exported the video as an MP4 file and I went to drop it into GarageBand. GarageBand won't accept an MP4 file. It just won't. Oh dear. Yeah. So I had to do it again as a movie file. (sighs) Finally got that in, got it all done. Export it out into iDVD and put it onto a DVD for him to take in this morning. But I didn't get into bed till oh, I guess it was like 1230, quarter to one this morning. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. So kids, I'm kids, at, I. Yeah. And as much as I love the interface, as a matter of fact, I, I talked up Premiere Elements last week on the show. I love the interface. I love the fact that it's, it's a relatively inexpensive program. <laughs> it's like 70 to $80, depending on where you get it. And you've got multiple tracks for video. You've got multiple tracks for audio. You've got some great effects. I mean, it's kind of like iMovie, the old version of iMovie on steroids. It, it, right. The right. way it looks is fantastic. And the and, way it
3: works how, with video is was, great. How long was this clip that you did?
0: The the whole thing? Yeah. It ended up being about six and a half minutes.
3: Right. Well, I'll tell you what. You, you want to tell him this little story because funnily enough, last night I was I was – basically woken up at 3.30 in the morning. Just woke up, you know, one of those insomnia. Oh, yeah, sure. So I thought, right, I'll just you know I watch uh, I watch something on the iPad because it's you know by the side of the bed and very often I end up you know with the headphone in one ear and I fall asleep anyway I was watching this program called uh, from the BBC with um, you know the typical David Attenborough programs uh called life and it's about plants oh
0: yeah I've seen that I've seen some of those okay. episodes that's great all right
3: look out for the plants one because there's a section in it right which is about 60 seconds long and it goes through a typical english wood and it backs up through this english wood and it goes through like the seasons with the plants growing you know as they're going through mm-hmm. and it, this 60 second section you can tell us on this took 2 years to produce wow and they had i think i think from memory they were using max and i presume they were using final cut pro but they got 27 layers of video on this clip holy cow and it's funny because the program itself was interesting, but this seven minutes on how they produced and what they had to do to produce the program and the, you know, the couple of minutes that they talked about producing this, this one sixty second long section fairly early on in the program was fascinating. Um, so, you know, just tell him your it's six minutes took, you know, that long is 60 seconds
0: took two years. So in other words, guys, guys, little so project should have taken about 12 to 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh Brilliant. my. Brilliant. So uh,
3: well ask me ask me about my max. Uh
0: oh. Do you like do you like what I did then? My max asked me about that, my Oh my that max. was smooth, Gaz. Smooth, eh? H- smooth. How are he asks dreading the answer, your Max Fantastic. Alright <laughs> <laughs> No problems at all? Nothing. No not 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 a one. Well, I'm expecting fine. I'm expecting the end of the world at any time Hello? then. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello, McFly. Yeah, now everything everything is
3: good. So, it sounds like I've passed on in a slightly different way my issues over to you.
0: Oh good. Oh good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, why anyway, don't we, we why don't we, we go we, ahead we, and, and get to the to yeah, the happy stuff on. at uh, mymac.com. Because there is a ton of stuff. There, oh my isn't there? god! If if you know, for a while, you know, we've been doing this show now for oh, what, almost a year.
3: Mm, I don't think I've been on for. Well, it, a it
0: year. was like what February or March. Was it really? Was it? I'd have to go back. It was like two eighty three or two eighty four. Crikey! So it's yeah, it's it's doesn't getting up there. F- doesn't
3: time fly when you're having fun?
0: It does. It does. And um. Usually, there's like five to six articles at mymac.com that that we talk about every week. This week, (laughs) this week there is literally a ton of stuff. (laughs) If you took all, if you printed out everything at mymac.com this week, it would weigh a ton. You would have a ton of paper there. (laughs) And the first story,
3: so we we advise you
0: not to print it out. Yes, don't print it out. Save the trees. You'd be you'd be ruining that wood. <laughs> that David Attenborough works so oh, yeah, hard to, to film. Yeah, to, to Just build. don't do it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. First, the first story is from my brother Larry Grinnell. He talks about the death of the Xserve and the alien traditional media. And this is a story. You know, uh, I think we talked a little bit, oh, quite a bit actually, with uh, with John. Blagden, John Blagden. He's he'll give me a hard time if I screw it up. But we talked about the X serve, and you know this Mm. is this is now. Larry's got a lot of experience in in this particular area as well, and it's a really well written story.
3: The next one is from Donnie Ancalo, and basically it's a short piece, but uh, worth a little uh, take a look and uh, perhaps leave some comments, um, titled, How My iPod Touch and iPad Changed the Way I Use Email. And reading through it, I've got to say, I totally agree with everything he says, to be honest with you. Yeah. So go take a look.
0: Uh, next up is is just a little picture called yes. best, right. best PC upgrade. Please please go to mymac.com for anything just to see this particular picture. And it, and it's true. It it's it's a good picture and it's honest and that's about yes. all I can say about it.
3: Yes, yeah, go take a look. Um the next one is quite a, an in-depth um article about Orb. Now <laughs> what is orb orb is a collection of um different basically it's software uh and i think there's a piece of hardware as well which you use yeah to, i
0: think it's the orb tv is the that's hardware. right
3: which you basically use to get um stuff from your home media and tv collection um up into the cloud so basically you can watch it
0: on Wherever. the go yeah
3: um the um the item comes from or the it sends orb allows you to send information up to the orb servers where you can then obviously grab that information and uh, watch TV videos, content from your, um, your machines while you're out there on the run. Um, most of it gets a relatively good score. Um, although I think they're looking for a little bit more stability. And I think basically a lot of this sort of, um, technology yeah these cloud really, services yeah it's going to rely on people's speed yeah and it doesn't very much and so and it doesn't particularly matter whether you've got good connection speed obviously you could be relying on somewhere down the line so i think this technology is out there and it's all pretty good it just needs to be a bit more stable and if we could have more ubiquitous faster um wi-fi then that sort of stuff is going to be great but go take a read um there's various prices on the Orb equipment so uh
0: have a look. Yep. Uh the next one is ArtRage for the iPad an App Review by Donnie Yankelo and this is also ArtRage is also a program that you can have on your Mac and uh Donnie who is is quite the artist. Um Yeah, that's that's a long time um
3: Mac app, isn't it? The uh, application that the
0: Yes. Outrage. and he's got some great examples here and some good screenshots, and, and gives it a pretty decent rating. He say it could have gotten a higher rating, but he ran into a couple of bugs that hopefully will uh, be worked out.
3: But this is in particular, he's looking at this for the iPad in particular. Isn't
0: yes. It?
3: Um, the next, uh, the next item is uh, Mateus Tactile Pro, Tactile Pro. Oh, I should have read that first, shouldn't I? Mateus Tactile <laughs> Pro Three. You it's say basically...
0: tactile, I say tactile. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, basically it's a uh, a keyboard now it's quite an expensive keyboard and it's um from rich Lefko, who reviews um the keyboard who gives it he gives it a very high rating
0: yeah well uh, for part, 150 dollars it better be a good well it be a i good was keyboard. thinking the
3: same thing to be honest with you i didn't i didn't know whether i should say that or not i did read through it and um the, the one thing that um knocks it down i think is in particular the noise of the keys which for me cause, you know I actually quite like my Apple keyboard, the you know, the flat aluminum one. Yeah, so, yeah, the
0: chiclet with the chiclets. Um
3: and, and one of the best one of the best keyboards I've ever used is um amazingly a compact uh keyboard which I now can't use because they've only got PS2 connectors. <laughs> and I, I tried to get a USB to PS2 connector but it wasn't having e Windows 7 just wouldn't recognize it because wait, when it, when did Apple, when
0: did Apple take out the PS2 <clears throat> connectors?
3: Oh wait. Yeah, I'm talking about a keyboard for the, um, for the Windows machine the Windows Yeah, well. I know, I know. <laughs> but this is – it's quite an expensive keyboard. Um, It gets quite high ratings, so I think you've got to really want one of these to, you know, at $150. But the review's up there from yep. Rich, so go take a read.
0: I actually like a keyboard like that better than I do the Chiclet one, but that's my own personal preference. Uh, yeah. Next one up is a, a – um, I'm not sure how what you would call this. It's talking about screencasts online, right down to the very last app by Ian Scott Parker, and uh, he's talking about, of course, Don McAllister, who provides tutorials on on just about every every kind of application ever made for the app, and it's it's kind of a, a review of some of the the latest review, ones that he's it, put out.
3: Well, it's kind of a review of the service as well, isn't
0: it? Yeah, Depends yeah. Which you. is and it is a great service.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I did read through that and uh, took a quick look, and it's, I kind of agree with everything there. I'm actually a subscriber to Don's, um, and I've met him several times. Um, a really nice guy.
0: Yep, um, he is a great but, guy. Yeah, I
3: mean, he's, he's very clever at the way, way he does that and puts out the free content. So, yeah. He draw, draws
0: you in. What? <laughs> <laughs> you
3: Um Then we've got, obviously, the next one is iFi.
0: What, what happened um, what to it? uh tech
3: fan number 10 oh crikey yes yes sorry um uh there's almost a... forgot
0: tim sorry
3: tim <laughs> yeah. yeah slap my wrist I'm
0: gonna, pay, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm
3: gonna pay for that aren't i really yeah, probably
0: um, but it's okay
3: tech fan, tech fan number 10 um tim actually review uh, it doesn't review anything he actually has a chat with michael Manner, and i listened to this on saturday actually um Michael Manners does the T4 show, Um, and I think he streamed from memory from listening to the show. I think um, Michael Manners actually streamed the live. Yeah, the uh, the live video on through off. Yeah, through his site. That's right. So uh, worth a listen. Uh, Michael Manners got uh, views on everything, and they they discuss they discuss actually the WikiLeaks as well. So there's all sorts of stuff on there.
0: Yep. Uh, next up is an article by Owen Rubman. It's the iFi Pro X2 review, and he really goes into some uh, some detail on the the different types of packages that X2 puts out for these cards. Yeah, that was quite
3: interesting because I didn't realize there were quite you know there was quite so many of them. I thought there was just one card, but looking through it, there's
0: yeah, a little bit more to it. And loves it. Gave it a nine out of ten.
3: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. I'm not. I'm still not sure whether I'd go with it. And, and in fact, to be perfectly honest with you, I wouldn't go with it on my uh, SLR I've got because it's got a compact flash and they only do those as, as SD cards. So yeah. as long as your camera takes an SD card, worth a look. Yep. Next is, and this is something which I think I'd be interested in for my wife, to be perfectly honest with you. It's um, a review by David Weeks of the Lacey USB uh, Mosquito. Mosquito? Mosquito. I quite like that. Kind of like, yeah.
0: Oh, that's so clever, let's <laughs> see. <laughs>
3: um, and it's a flash drive and it but it's tiny. It's almost like a button which fits into you. I think the actual USB connector is as big as the well the the, the, the the actual head just sticks out. So and the reason I'd be interested in this is my wife uses USB keys a lot. And USB sticks a lot, memory sticks. But all of them Look like they 've just been bent double, so I was quite interested to read that one, and um, may well be taking a look and may well be taking a view to getting one for my wife. The only problem is they are tiny yes so they are you 're likely to you 're more likely to lose them to be honest with you yeah.
0: well that you know most of the most of the u s b sticks that I have. I purposely get the ones that are kind of big. Um, I know last year I did. I talked to. I can't even remember the name of the company now. It was this company that was putting out these little USB flash drives that have like little figures attached to them. They had an astronaut one and a tiger one, and you kind of bend them over, and then the uh, the little USB part kind of sticks out where their butt is, and then you plug that into the computer. And I thought that was great, but (laughs) it's the kind of thing that you're not more. You know, you're you're less likely to to uh, to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh then we have and believe it or not only one article from John Nemo this week. It's the book I he, think he's slacking. He is I? slacking, John. Get on the <laughs> stick. The book arc book <laughs> book arc tabletop stand for iPad. It's about 30 bucks. You know, it's another one of those one of those stands that you can stick your iPad in and and you know without having to hold it. Um you know my problem with most of these kinds of stands is they're great for the house, but they don't travel well and I'm just wondering if anybody out there makes a, a an iPod stand that kind of you know like a hard plastic one or, or maybe a even cla- metal like a collapsible it one. it collapses so you can just kind of yeah. throw it into your bag yeah. uh, but I'm John liked but- this gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, I did. And
3: and to be honest with you, if you look at it and you've got the aluminium, you know, if you've got one of the newer MacBooks or if you've got a newer iMac and you've certainly got the new aluminium uh, keyboard, it kind of ties in with that look. But I love love his comment at the end. It says, I'm just unable to advise anyone that the book arc will change his or her life.
0: (laughs) Well, okay,
3: (laughs) Which is fair enough. It is. It is an iPad stand yes, it is <laughs> and and very, very finally, and I haven't listened to this. it has to actually download I it think on it, I think it just
0: came out uh, today Tuesday as Yeah, we did
3: yeah so as as we recorded this today um as we record today ca- this came out earlier on uh tech fan number eleven uh basically, I think they're talking games, so I'm sure David really showed his
0: knowledge, his
3: stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but i can't I can't really comment because I haven't heard it yet, so
0: yep. Um, cool, oh, that's the end. That's that, the end of this week's. That that's all the stuff at my MacDuck. I'm out of breath. I'm worn out. That's how yeah. I'm worn out. <laughs> uh, we got we got some some stuff from Skype this week. Uh, thanks Yay. to everyone who called in. Uh, one of them is really really weird, and uh, mm-hmm. but we're not going to play that one yet. The first one, yep. is going to answer the question that has been on everyone's mind. And this is a controversy that goes back almost to the very first podcast that you and I did together, Gaz. Really? Are you ready? Mm. I am. Here it is.
2: Hi, Guy and Gaz. This is Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. And I'm calling about episode 322 <laughs> and the difficulties Scott and in the past, Gaz, have had with pronouncing my name. So I decided to make it official. Yay. My name is pronounced. Drum roll, please. Alisa
0: Pacelli. Hope this ends the confusion. Thanks, and I'll speak to you soon. Okay. So it's know, official. It's you know, Alisa Pacelli. Do you know what? I'm almost disappointed. <laughs>
3: because I can't now say you say Pacelli and I say Pacelli uh, or no. whatever. So thanks, Alisa. Yeah,
0: you you blew You're, the bit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. She's going to moan at us now
3: because she can't win.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. There was no <laughs> win in that much. situation. No, that brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Now, this second call I got, now, uh, I, I told you during pre-show that I'd gotten a call, but I wasn't going to tell you about it, that I needed no. you to no, listen no, this to it. Really it is oh, out of the blue. This, yeah, this is, this is a weird one, and here it is. Okay.
2: Well, hey there my name is um is Clayton kuzak from uh kuzak attorneys and law out of minneapolis i uh I need to have a talk with you about um, your use of the term uh, g man um i've had a complaint from a client of mine who says that um uh they they have effective a a copyright trademark on the term g men they're a, a folk and blues band out of minneapolis here and um you know, they kind of have the term G-Men all. I know,
3: that on. voice.
2: So, uh, we'll use it in your, um, your little podcast thing there. Uh, we need to have a talk, anyway, about, uh, about coming to some sort of license arrangement about that. So um, I wonder if possibly can be called. Uh, my number is uh 392 um, so, you, one of you guys could perhaps give a call and see we can we, we can have a talk about some sort of licensing deal, and uh, get this uh, get this thing kind of all so sort of, squared away without having to do any sort of um, cease and desist or anything like that. So, we can give a call. As I say, it's Clayton J. Kuzak um, from Cusack Attorneys in Law out of Minneapolis. Thanks very much.
0: Okay. <laughs>
3: If, now, that's not, if that's not a certain person, then I'm, I'm a donkey's ear.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't recognize the voice. I still don't. I think I recognize the voice as soon as you started playing it. Who, who, who do you think it is?
3: I think it's Mr. Cohen.
0: You think that was David? Yep. Ah, oh, you know what? Now, now that you said that? <laughs> as it, soon as it started playing, I thought, I know that is. <laughs> because um, I, I didn't call the number. At first, <laughs> what I did, because I mean the whole thing, the, the whole idea of of someone copywriting G-men is just so absurd. Because, well, number one, it you know it's used by the FBI as as kind of a general term talking about their agents. Uh, there was a radio show by uh, if, I don't know if if you know who this is, G. Gordon Liddy. I don't know. I don't okay, know. he was he was one of the conspirators in uh, the, in Watergate back in right. worked for okay. you know under the Nixon administration, and okay. he had a radio show where he called himself the G Man. Right. So you know, I was sitting there thinking, this is this is absurd. So before I <laughs> called the number, I I googled it. I googled the number, and it came up with this particular website. And after I saw what the site was, I I called the number through Skype and recorded it. And I'm going to play basically what came out of it now.
4: Okay. Hello, this is not the person you were trying to call. You've reached the rejection hotline provided by RejectionHotline.com. Para Español, o prima dos. Unfortunately, the person who gave you this rejection hotline number did not want you to have their real number. We know this sucks, but don't be too devastated. So why were you given a rejection hotline number? Maybe you're just not this person's type. Note, this could mean boring, dumb, annoying, arrogant, or just a general weirdo. Maybe you suffer from bad breath, body odor, or a nasty combination of the two. Maybe you just give off that creepy, overbearing, psycho stalker vibe, and the idea of going out with you just seems as appealing as playing break with unicorns regardless of the reason please take the hint accept the fact that you're rejected and then get over it and please do your best to forget about the person who gave you this number because trust us they've already forgotten about you humorhotlines.com so
3: <laughs> that was definitely mr cowish <laughs> well,
0: well yeah yeah
2: i'm an man, not so stupid
0: yeah but yeah i i definitely googled that number before i called it and gaz can you believe it we are at over 30 minutes so far, Grigy. I know Grigy. you know, we keep talking about how, oh, we got to cut the show back, keep it under, keep it under an hour, keep it under an hour. I guarantee that this show this week will not be under an hour. But this I'll segment, tell
3: I'll tell you what, what we'll make sure next week's under the
0: hour. Yeah, well, <laughs> what we'll do is we'll, we'll go over this week and then we'll be under a half hour next week. Does that sound yes. okay to everybody? Great, exactly. yeah, so, okay, everybody, please stand by, stand by. To stand by. by. Stand by to stand by. Stand by. And we'll be. And we'll be. Right back. Good night.
1: Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing by to stand by. My... Am I supposed to do something while I'm standing by? Then, See, the noise you just heard just got mail on my iPhone. That's because I'm a huge tech fan. I'm a fan of technology. And as such, got a new podcast called, coincidentally enough, Tech Fan. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the show. We've got David Cohen, another ex-MyMac.com podcast host. So it's just a continuation of what you're hearing here on MyMac. We broaden the scope just a little bit, including not just Apple and the Macintosh and the iOS devices, but, you know, Google, Microsoft, Nokia. If it has to do with technology, we're talking about it. So I hope you give us a chance. It's TechFan. You can find a listing to it at MyMac.com It's in iTunes, free of charge not going to cost you a dime unless you want to send us some money, in which case uh, make it out to cash and uh, just email me and I'll get you that info. Hey, it's TechFan, MyMac.com Peace out! Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Uh, I'm never doing that again. Nope, oh, mayo!
3: Hello, this is Will Green from the British Mac Podcast, and I'd like to tell you something. I never, ever, ever listened to Guy and Gaz, the G Men, from the MyMac.com
0: Podcast. Is that clear? Okay, I'm here with Paul Kent, who is the General Manager for IDG for the Mac World Expo. Paul, how are you doing today?
4: Great guy. Good to talk to you again.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm delighted that you were able to take time out of your busy day to, uh, to, to do this little thing here on our podcast. I appreciate it.
4: Uh, you know, I love talking to you guys. We're 51 days. That's how finite I know. 51 days away from Macworld. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff going on here, but I've got so much good stuff to share with you. I just, I'm glad you made some time for me.
0: Oh, not a problem at all. Uh, Now, this year, uh, the entire expo is in Moscone West as compared to last year. It was kind of split up between the north and west. Uh, Was there a reason why you you kind of condensed it all into one building this year?
4: Well, I mean, it it would have been our choice to do it that way last year. But remember, you know, after 25 years of having that will be the first week of January – one of the big changes we made due to all of our attendees and many of our exhibitors' requests right. was to get it away from the holidays. And so last year, we had some dates in February. And remember, you, you can't just pick up a trade show and move it. You have to you know, kind of go with whatever is <laughs> right. available. And San Francisco is a pretty popular convention city. So, you know, we've been working with them on good dates, you know, that kind of stay in this time frame. So we were in February for 2010, and this year for for 2011, we have late January, January 26th through 29th. And the building that's available is Moscone West, which we're really thrilled about because that's the brand-new building for Moscone. Um, The size is just right. You know, we're going to fill the first floor with exhibits. Second floor will be our keynotes, and the third floor will be all of our conferences. So that's better than having to have people walk across the street for the conferences and then back across the street for the exhibits. So we think this is a really good layout for it. Again, it's the nicest of the buildings. It's got the most services, you know, Wi-Fi and lobbies and all that sure. type of stuff. So I think this is the best situation for Macworld, actually.
0: Well, what do you, what, what's going to be going on that's new this year?
4: Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. And so every year, you know, Macworld is like a mirror of what's going on in the broader Apple products industry. Right. So, you know, the things that are real interesting are mobile apps. Mobile apps are huge, and we started this little area last year, but it's really kind of exploded. There will be over 100 mobile app developers that will be showing thing. things. Because last year when we had this mobile app showcase, remember, it was you know, February 14th-ish, and uh, the iPad had just been announced but not shipping yet. And so there are right. no iPad-specific apps. So this year in our mobile app area, there'll be iPad apps and there'll be, you know, um, you know cross-platform apps and um, cross-platform meaning they run on the, on the uniquely on the phone or optimized for the phone and the pad and the, and the iPod touch. Uh, so iPod and mobile stuff and iPad and mobile stuff is really a huge part of the show. We've got a couple of great theaters on the show floor. We've got our Macworld Live Theater, which our partners, uh, our sister company over at Macworld Magazine hosts that, um, they're going to be putting on a bunch of content, free content once Exhibit for you. Welcome to sit in on this. They'll be doing things like their pundit showdown, talking about things of interest in the industry. There'll be a lot of product demonstrations going on over there. Um, a lot of really interesting things, and then uh, there'll be some podcast shows that are going to be done live. So we did this a little bit last year. Yeah, very, yeah, we we actually we actually
0: show. participated in that.
4: Good. I hope you participate in this year as well.
0: Uh, I I don't think we're signed up for it. Well, let's uh, let's
4: talk about that guy. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, because
4: it was yeah, uh, but... <laughs> it was a lot of fun last year to do it. So that's another thing that will be going on in the MacWorld Live stage. And then we have our Berkeley uh, Music Studio stage. So we've expanded that a lot because that's getting to be a really hot area of the floor. So there's several new music vendors, and not just high-end music vendors, but like you know, Sonoma Wireworks, which which makes an app for your iPad that actually puts an eight-track recording studio right on your iPad. They they've they've made um, a four-track studio for the iPhone since the iPhone came out, and now they have. But that's kind of you know that's. That's really if you happen to be on a tour bus or something and you have a quick idea, <laughs> right. you want to get it down. That's what that's for. But, you know, their their 8-track um, product is really very, very interesting and very full-featured. And now they even make hardware that allows you to plug right into an iPad or an iPhone um, to, when you plug your car right in. Um, so they that type of stuff. Um, and then Berkeley guys always do a great job of teaching people how to use your Apple products to be a DJ or or record your band, that type of stuff. And this year we've got some really fantastic um, uh, special presenters that are going to be presenting here.
0: Yeah. I, I noticed that under, under the, uh, the music studio tab that you, you you're going to have a showcase every day for, uh, mobile apps, for musicians, mobile apps, for guitar players, for DJs. There's going to be a presentation for drum software for max and, and actually building your own project studio.
4: Exactly. And like I said, they've been doing variations of this stuff over the past couple of years. It's some of the most popular things that are going on on the show floor. Uh, you know, and it's, some people just like to just kind of observe. You know, they're not musicians, but they just like to see what's possible with the technology. They, they wander in there. But there's a lot of music educators. There's a lot of guys, you know, in amateur bands, uh, songwriters. Um, they all just kind of look for macro. It's kind of a cool place to kind of see what's going on with the Apple products world.
0: Okay, well getting away from mobile apps for just a second. Now you're also going to do the uh the Indie Mac software spotlight which you did last year. Um uh, is is that area going to be expanded because I know that that was really really po- I mean I wanted to get in there to to talk to some of these guys and I couldn't I couldn't force my way through the crowd. It was so po- it was so busy.
4: Well, the indie area is definitely going to be happening again. There's way more people in the mobile app area. So I think if you were to draw some conclusions from that, that there's just a lot more energy uh, being put into the mobile app space right now. So, you know, there'll be close to 100 mobile apps. There'll probably be about 10 Mac OS 10 apps at the at the show. So they're there, and they're going to be great. I mean, and then there's other, there's other indie developers. So, for example, um, Smile, you know, they just won an Eddie Award. For Text Expander 3. Sure. They're at the show. They're just not in the indie area. So they're, they're an indie developer, but they wanted more space than what's available in that indie area. So they're at the show as well. Busy Mac is at the show. So there's a lot more software developers, but right in that indie area, there'll probably be about 10, um, 10 great things, but just not a huge quantity. And as I said, you can kind of draw some conclusions from that right now that the, the Apple product space is so much about mobile stuff.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's that's been the the focus not only for Apple but for most of the Mac press I think for over the over the last year. Now, with yep. are, are there any big new sponsors this year? Because I know in 2010 um, there were a lot of a lot of the big sponsors didn't come because they didn't really know how the show was going to go. And I think that last year with the, the huge numbers of people that MacWorld 2000 or the MacWorld Expo 2010 drew that. You, know, you would think that, that some of these big sponsors that sat out last year could look at that and say, you know what, maybe this is something we should be a part of.
4: Yeah, there's been a little bit of that. So um, so the show floor will grow about 30% this year. we will end up somewhere close to 180 to 300 total exhibitors will be at the show. So we're really happy that it's going to grow at that rate. I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of new stuff coming to the show. So, you know, about... 15% of the companies are companies that sat out last year, and they're starting to come back. But, what we're, you know, but there's a lot of reasons for that. The economy is one thing. A lot of the companies that have participated in 2009 or before aren't even around anymore. Sure. What we're really excited about is that the types of companies that seem to be using Macworld very effectively now are companies that have something new to bring to market. Either it's a brand-new company or a company that's introducing new products. The way companies use trade shows is just kind of, it's just kind of morphing a little bit. It's more about timely thing. If you have a product to announce in January, you'll probably come to Macro because, you know, we're going to have 600 members of the press there. You know, we we really have an amazing representation of the worldwide Apple products press. I mean, we have, you know, like you met a lot of these guys last year. Oh, yeah. Apple magazines from Australia, Italy, Austria, Greece. I mean, it's really very interesting. The press relies on Macro as a place to see what new products are coming out. and then there'll be about 25,000 attendees. That number will be up about probably about 25% from last year. So you know the show is growing. 30% more exhibitors. You know the number of press is very healthy, and then about 25 percent more attendees. The show is growing, and what you can expect to see there is new stuff. You, you very rarely are, are companies spending the money on trade shows now just to show a product that hasn't really changed since the previous year. But there's a lot of new companies that are coming, and that's what we're particularly excited about.
0: Yeah, this is going to be my uh, fourth year in a row of going to the MacWorld awesome. Expo. Now, you've, awesome! i are glad you're coming back. Oh yeah! Oh, are you kidding me, man? I'm 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 so there. <laughs> uh, some of the new stuff that, uh, that I've seen on the site, uh, you've got a, a digital artwork on the Mac, iPad, and iPhone with uh, Kyle Lambert. Did I say
4: that right? A visual artist? Yeah, well, actually, that's part of a broader program, guys. So we started one of the new things that we're doing this year is we've announced um, four what we call featured artists. So these are people who are using Apple products in really interesting ways from the creative community. Um, They're teaching at our user conference. Their art will be featured at the show. So Kyle um, has really gotten quite a lot of notoriety. He does these amazing lifelike um, drawings of celebrities all done on an iPad. And they're fantastic. I mean, the the amount of, of photorealism is just spectacular, and Kyle's going to be talking in the conference about how he does what he does demonstrating, but his artwork will also be up at the show at our main impact. But there are other uh, featured artists as well. We have a fantastic filmmaker, Michael Corbell. Michael um, has been doing featured filmettes, two-minute films, and he does a serial on the web now, all filmed using the video capabilities of an iPhone 4 are really pushing the limits of what you can do with uh, photography and video capabilities of an iPhone 4. So that's another one we're excited about. Joe Holmes is a famous photographer, very well-known in the Apple products industry. He's been around for quite a while. Um, he's kind of from, from a well-known family of the Holmes brothers uh, w- who worked at Apple. Joe's coming out from New York to talk about um, his photo uh, processes. Uh, and then Jonathan Mann, we're also psyched about Jonathan because he's the, the song-a-day guy. He's gotten quite a bit of notoriety on YouTube uh, because he puts out an original song every single day. Wow. And one of his songs <laughs> was featured... In uh, when Apple held the press conference when there was the iPhone four antenna gate, he had written the antenna song, and uh, that was featured in the Apple press conference, and it was actually kind of fun. Yeah, and, I remember uh, so that. A lot of people know about Jonathan. He's going to come and talk at MacWorld, and even cooler, his band is going to play a lunchtime concert one day.
0: Now, are the uh, are are you going to join the uh, the Mac All stars
4: Oh, you bet, man. That's that's those are my guys.
0: Yeah, that's that's put. I think that's put on by Backbeat Media. That particular show.
4: MacWeek Media throws the Surf to Mac party, which is like the right. coolest party at MacWorld. And then, the, you know, for your listeners who don't know, the the MacWorld All Stars is a collection of people who are, you know, writers or work in the Mac industry somehow. We get together in this little pickup band. I've been doing it for about eight years now. Yep. And uh, we play this party. We play a bunch of good classic rock covers, and it's a lot of fun for everybody.
0: Yep. And uh, you know, what's the old saying? What what you uh, sometimes lack in talent, you make up with enthusiasm. <laughs> what are you saying, guy? <laughs> no, no, no! Are you kidding me, man? It's great. That's like one of the one of the best best shows that happened. Now, is there is there also going to be like an IDG sponsored party, like there has been in the past?
4: Uh, we haven't announced anything yet, so we're you know we're still seeing where things are falling out, where other people are doing things in the evening. We may, but uh, we haven't announced anything yet.
0: Okay, uh, what else? What else can you tell us about MacWorld Expo 2011 that's going to be going on this year that that our listeners are going to be interested in knowing
4: about? All right, well. So we're here, and it's Wednesday night, and uh, this podcast is going to run when?
0: Uh, It's probably going to come out on Friday.
4: Okay, so I can tell you first, uh, and uh, and we'll be recorded here, but I'm really excited to tell you that the feature presenters that are going to be at Macworld are absolutely fantastic. So first off, uh, we have a great friend of the Apple industry. He's at Macworld every year. He's always been walking the aisles. He gets mild by his fans when he comes. But Sinbad is going to come. He's going oh, to yeah. perform it. At- That's going to be one of our feature presentations. And Sinbad is actually quite a geek. He really loves technology. He does a lot of film stuff. He does a lot of photography stuff. His daughter is a musician. They use Apple technology. So he has kind of an interesting perspective. Plus, he's just wonderful. I mean, yeah, He's, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, we,
0: Tim, Tim and I uh, had got into a discussion and recorded some stuff with him, uh, I think, uh, two years ago.
4: He's a great guy. Yes, he is. So we got Sinbad, We have um, from the very, very well-regarded prog rock band, progressive rock band, Dream Theater. Jordan Rudess, the keyboard player for Dream Theater, he's also an okay. iPad developer. So he's going to be at the show. Uh, he's going to be performing. And you know, Jordan was given a scholarship to Juilliard at nine years old, and he's just wow. an amazing prodigy. And not only is he probably one of the best piano players on the planet, but he he makes amazing software for iPads. So he's going to be talking about his life as a developer and a musician. Uh, We're going to have a performance from another techie who's also a musician, Zoe Keating. So Zoe Keating is a, a cellist um, and she writes all of these amazing scripts uh, and software to kind of trigger a virtual band that she can play. Beyond. So she'll be performing and showing her technology at the show. Uh, we have an amazing feature, feature presentation that's all about the history of science fiction interfaces in movies. And ha- it's <laughs> I'm looking charts everything. That. <laughs> yeah, that. It, it's, it's fantastic. It charts everything, you know, early King Kong movies, you know, Buck Rogers, um, you know, all the way through Jurassic Park all the way through, you know, modern science fiction movies about the technology and the thinking behind, you know, what were they thinking back in the 1940s when there were no computers about about how technology would look? So that, it's just going to be really interesting and fantastic. And uh, my friend Nathan Shedroff is going to be the presenter for that. Uh, brilliant guy, one of the original interface designers for the web. So he, he really he opened one of the first... Um, interactive agencies that was doing websites for companies back in the mid-90s uh, and his his credentials uh, and, and connection to various parts of the technology industry are unmatched and this is just going to be so enjoyable, so interesting, so informative. And you know, most of us who are, who are in the Apple industry we have some affinity for science fiction at some level. It's just going to make it unbelievable.
0: Now, what about it is uh, is is there going to be a, a Macworld Expo mobile app for for people that that, you know, want to keep track of everything that's going on in the conference?
4: Absolutely. That's a great question. So, you know, we've been refining this for the 2 years that's been out. It's called iMacworld. Um we'll be releasing the 2011 version of iMacworld, which will it'll put basically the whole a show floor map in your palm and it also puts the um, the conference agenda and you'll be able to kind of like star things that you want to make sure to visit sessions that you want to remember or come up with a personalized agenda it's got a bunch of other features in it um, you know, any late changes any exhibitor specials that they want to broadcast out to you, it's really kind of a full featured app, you've done a very good job and it actually won an award for best trade show app uh, last year uh, and that'll come out about the second week of January it'll be ready, we'll, we'll submit it in mid December, and it'll be, you know, have the latest uh, exhibitor lists and all those types of things. So uh, definitely, we're on on ahead of the curve with that stuff. iMacro is really cool.
0: Yeah, I need something that's going to, like, poke me in the side to let me know, hey, there's something really cool going on right now. You need to get over and, to and see it. Uh, well i I've been married for almost twenty years so you know, don't, don't when my, when, yeah when my wife pokes me now it's usually because I've got some chore to do but um, that's that's a whole other story um i I guess uh I, i'm we're, we're just about out of time because I, I know you're very very busy uh when is the Macworld expo and and what are the show times
4: right so Macworld Expo is going to be January twenty sixth to twenty ninth The 26th is kind of a pre-Expo day. It's a bunch of training sessions. Sure. And then the 27th, 28th, and 29th, which is a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, that's when the Expo and the regular conference sessions are. So um, it'll start at 10 in the morning, go to 6 o'clock every day. Um, There's plenty of information on our website, www.macworldexpo.com. Uh, Expo only passes are $25 now. That price is going to go up soon. So people should check your website for the deadlines for that. Um, But it's a great deal. I mean, you get Sinbad, Jordan Redes, Nathan Chedroff, Zoe Keating, all that is part of an expo pass for only $25. The Macworld live stage on the show floor, the Berkeley College of Music stuff is there. And if you want to look into the conference sessions that we have, all the listings are at macworldexpo.com as well. So I encourage your listeners to take a look. We'd love to have all Mac users, all iPad users, all iPhone users. If you're an Apple product user, there's something for you at Macworld.
0: Yep. And, and Macworld is still going strong, everyone. So if you can get out there, if, if you're a Mac or an, or an Apple product user, you really really need to go to at least it's almost like the apple mecca you you have to go to MacWorld at least once before you die so paul i have
4: to describe that <laughs> way
0: <laughs> paul thanks so very very much for coming on and i'm looking forward to seeing you in january
4: my pleasure guy take care we'll see you in a couple weeks and everyone else please
0: stand by to stand by gaz and i will be right back
4: Hey, My Mac listeners, Sam Levin here with App Minute. If you want the latest and greatest of app news information about cool things regarding apps, that means anything application related, software, hardware peripherals, iPhone, iPod touch, iPad, Android, you name it, you got to listen to App Minute. Check out appminute.com, one of the many, many cool, cool shows of the MyMac family. All right. Thanks a lot from Sam Levin of AppMinute.com.
0: This is Allison Sheridan of the No Silicast Podcast, hosted over at podfeet.com. And I never listen to Guy and Gaz the G-Men from MyMac.com Podcast.
3: Wasn't that just the best interview with Paul Ken?
0: It's always so great
3: to talk to Paul. Yeah, superb, superb. Now, you, you put a couple of notes in, uh, Guy, and yeah. uh, one of them, actually, we which we were going to look at doing in the first segment, because, yeah, because you were so going much. on and on about your son and your iMovie and whatever it was you were oh, I just got fed up. We'd cut it out. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I, 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 I thought you'd, like, maybe gone and get a drink or something at some point. <laughs> it's like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so, so, so what
3: you was going to talk about was the Mac App Store. Yeah. And why is everybody suddenly upset that Apple says no demos? Um, because you quite rightly point out that you know this is what they said when they first announced it.
0: Yeah. So you know the the fact that because um, I, I guess there was some development develop uh, developers developer releases of ten point six point six, which has some links, I guess, into the Mac App Store. Yeah. and you know the word got out oh they definitely aren't going to allow demos and it was like the collective <laughs> mac universe heads exploded it's like uh, come on yeah. guys you know i mean is this is this a surprise that 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 you know i mean they don't do it in the ios store now you know and just thinking about this off the top of my head they could kind of get around this by having a a free version that's That's I I don't know if they could do that. That that's like time limited. Like a light version. Yeah. Well, well, I don't
3: know what the rules are on whether it can be time limited or not. Um, Obviously I haven't, I haven't seen what the, the regs are on that. So, but, yeah i think we're a little bit in the dark on this one to be honest with you we perhaps need a little bit of a developer to tell us what the what the regs are on whether they you know the fact that there's no demos whether they can do a light version although to be honest with you i've got i I know where they're coming from on that guy because you know this light version does get a bit messy doesn't it you know have i got the light version i've got the full version yeah i want to do this and so i can see why there's a bit of a you know angst I would say that's the word I yeah. that's the that's the word I'll use. There's a bit of angst against
0: it. We're so angsty. We're sparkling with anger. <laughs> you had to spoil it, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, but, you know, yeah. I, I think that I think that that the the Mac App Store is kind of a, a natural progression for for what's been going on in the Mac market, where that you know we've got so many new users that are coming to the platform since well really since the iPod started is you know when this this latest renaissance for the for the Mac OS seemed to have kind of began and the the one problem that a lot of people have especially if they're not used to the platform is where do we get our apps because it's not like they can go into circuit city or best buy or or you know w- whatever your your local big box retailers are and find yeah, a well, wide I mean, selection they, of yeah, Macintosh they they, apps. They can't go.
3: They can't go into those Microsoft stores and ask for it, can they?
0: No, no, no. I, I bet they got an Office for the Mac there, though. I <laughs> oh, I wonder. Yeah. Well, f- <laughs> um, they don't have any here on the East Coast that I'm aware of. Oh, you mean know, if, if they open up one relatively close, you You'll know, go in. I'll go because it'll be it'll be like two stores away from from the Apple Store. So anyway, we're getting away from what,
3: what you wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that was that was basically yeah, it. I was just kind of wondering what this what this big brouhaha was from so many no, people. I, I must,
3: yeah, I must admit, it did, they did say there'd be no demo, so perhaps perhaps now they're getting to the nitty gritty, the sharp end of the stick, because it is it, it's it's mentioned. You know, there's there's rumours out there that um, it might be out before Christmas, so. And uh, Now we're getting to the sharp end of the stick. Perhaps you know these developers are thinking, well, just how can I actually give a demo or you know a, a light version if you know the rules are that you can't do it? So I can I can imagine where they're you know where they're coming yeah, from. A little bit, I little think bit. I heard somebody somewhere or somebody speak about well they've got websites they can do demonstrations on the website, but sure, um, you, know, I, I, you know, it becomes a bit messy then, doesn't it? So. No, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this one develops. I've got a feeling that the they're, they're kind of basing this on the app store and but the iOS I
0: guess, app store.
3: Yeah. But I think it will change. I think it will develop into a slightly different animal over time. We shall see.
0: Yeah. Well, either way, I I'm, I'm more than delighted to have once one particular service that I can use that will not only allow me to see a lot of different apps, but also allow me to update my existing apps, you know, if if they're in the store naturally, without me having to, to go to a bunch of different sites and try to do it myself. Well, it's what Linux has been doing for years, isn't it? Sure. And if it's good enough for Linux, by God, it's good enough for us. <laughs> now. Now. Yes. You went,
3: yes. You. Yes. Go on, then. I'll let I, you went carry on. I went there.
0: I went there. Um, one of the other things that that's been going on is uh, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, uh, media tycoon, is has been kind of talking up a, a new iPad only newspaper called the Daily, and supposedly will have a core staff of about hundred people, and its content will only be available. On the iPad now at launch, it's supposed to be. And this is, of course, this is kind of still in the rumors side of it, but this is more more than likely pretty accurate. It's supposed to be about ninety nine cents a week. Now a lot of magazines are also beginning to show up online with either you know in app purchases or subscriptions. Some are ad supported and, and you know and and are there by or uh, and there by are free. And some use both models. So with so much mainstream magazine content online for free, what do you think it'll take for a major magazine like Time or Newsweek or Wired to really make a serious effort at having an online, you know, portable device only version of their current magazines? It'll take somebody like Rupert Murdoch to show that they're making money out of it. Yeah well and that's pretty much what it always comes down to isn't it because because these the the other mags
3: that, that you know that you talk about i think are, are, you know they're going to sit and wait they're not they're not just going to jump in uh, i think i think the brave should because it's you know you know, it, it it's a cliche, but, you know, it's a brave new world out there. But yeah. this is a new world because, you know, Apple aren't going to be the only tablet out there, much that it is a fabulous device, and they've got such a head start on everybody else. Um, you know, it's not going to be the only mobile device out there. And I think, you know, the more you see... Um, you know, I, when I went to um, Belgium a few weeks ago, um, there was a guy sit, sat next to me who got on the train. and He had his iPad, got the iPad out and started messing, And that was the first one I'd seen in the wild, as it were. Um, and then um, I think I mentioned on Twitter, I saw one guy who... who, who was at breakfast in the hotel and he had his iPad and he was reading his paper. Amazingly went off to get his breakfast and just left the iPad on the side. (laughs) Oh, wow. Really? But you know, it was, I thought it's not a newspaper you leave him there for anybody to pick up, mate. Anyway, but so. He just wanted the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I think the more people start to use it and the more tablets are out there um and people see that there is a way to make money and i think apple have got a part to play in this uh in the way that the subscriptions and the way you can buy because sometimes you buy a newspaper and sometimes you won't so as long as you can go through that a similar sort of process because i think people's habits are you know are very much the same um but it's going to take somebody to show that you can make money out of it um for some of these other magazines to start pushing down that avenue
0: well, part of it part of it also is if they wait too long, they may not have the resources to do it because I mean, yeah, you look at you look at all the newspapers that are and and magazines that are just dropping off the vine because you know, their their subscription rates are going down, people, you know, they they're putting out more and more of these for the newsstands that are coming back at the end of the week, no one's buying them.
3: I'll be honest with you, guy, for reporting purposes, I don't think the free web has been a good thing in a lot of ways.
0: Well, certainly not for uh, for paid for paid for news, well, which has I'm, been the I'm bottle about, for
3: yeah. Know, but I am also talking about the quality of reporting. You know, we, we've got two two things going on. We've got you know free news that everybody can access, whereas you used to have to either. Well, to be honest with you, there was a, you, you used to either watch the TV, you used to listen to radio, but everybody just about everybody had a newspaper. Yeah. But now, now a lot of people don't have a newspaper. They'll be, you know, reading what they can from content online. And the problem with it being online is you can, you know, you can do a lot of copying. There's a lot of copy and paste going on. There's a lot of links to other stories and a lot of links just go. I mean, David Cohen, I think highlighted this uh, a few weeks ago. Um, You know, certainly when it comes to, you know, sometimes you'd expect the BBC to, be a little bit better but even they can fall into the trap of just you know copying and pasting and linking to other stories without following it through um but everything's so now so instant and that's another part of the problem i think everybody wants to read and see everything now and and, and see what's happening and it's just the world we're living in i think we've i think we're going through a bit of a revolution and people just can't see it i think when we look back um you know or when you know the historians look back in
0: these were the you know, end times and
3: centuries to come. They'll say these were real changing times yeah. for, for media, for consumption of media. So yeah. Yeah, interesting.
0: Well the other the other problem the other problem is is that, you know, especially as people develop habits on going online and what kind of sites they go to, they they, they can kind of run into what I call the echo effect. You know, when you buy a newspaper, let's say you live in in a medium to small town and there's just one or maybe two newspapers. Well, all of the content in that newspaper isn't going to be slanted toward the left or to the right. You know, it's going to, you know, most newspapers, most decent newspapers try to do an overall kind of roundup of the news and opinions, but online – if you find yourself only going to HuffPo or only going to you know the Fox News site, well, you're going to have a much limited selection of opinions. You know yeah, what I'm saying?
3: I, yeah, I know what you're saying, but that you, you can get that with
0: you know people, uh, people's habits
3: and newspapers as well. You know, you, you get people who who read certain types of newspapers. And I'm sure you must have it over in the states. You know, you, you see people in the UK that he reads a a particular newspaper which is a left wing newspaper, he reads a right wing newspaper and, you know, never the Twain shall meet. Um so I've got a feeling that that, that kind of goes on, you know, at now with with standard, you know, uh, blotting paper, as I like to call some of the
0: <laughs> Well I mean that's that yeah, that's possible. But I, I just I just think that, that the the better magazines and the better newspapers try to to be more centrist you know try to have an overall balanced uh subject matter whereas you know most of the websites that cover news are are essentially one or two agenda type of sites there's there's one or two hot points or hot buttons that they fixate on and if you don't follow that particular line then you'll go to some other site that that more echoes what it is that you believe. And I think that you have to be kind of careful in the in the types of sites that you go to, especially if you want a, a broader opinion of what's going on in the world. And I think actually that's part of the revolution that, you know, there's still a massive learning
3: curve for a lot of people out there who, you know, when they come to the web, and I see a lot of people who use the web but when you actually watch the way they're using and what they're doing, they do exactly that. The very, you know, you can get... Um, focused. Lots of, yeah, to, you, you get too blinkered. Not focused, but you get too blinkered. Uh, and I think a lot of that is happening at the moment. People they just go the same site, site you know, time after time. Yeah, they have the know, same
0: uh, general opinions that they do.
3: That's it, and don't open their horizons. But, you know, I think that's kind of the way the world full stop to be honest with it whether it be the web whether it be your radio tv or newspaper um habits
0: well that could be that could be but we were we were talking about online uh magazines now yeah prior to uh this discussion i had downloaded an an app from this company called pixel mags which makes a lot of different magazines Right. And they have a hard copy magazine called iCreate, which is that also is that out of the UK?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to get iCreate, actually. And um, it's quite an expensive magazine, though, I think. Um, it's got a lot of content in there um, and it's it's fairly focused on Well, the name is a bit of a clue.
0: Yeah. Um, um, on the creative quite, apps
3: yeah yeah it 's quite a good magazine but it um it is fairly focused and uh, one a little bit more expensive than your your normal magazine but as I say there 's good content in
0: there yeah well i I got the their digital version of it and downloaded okay. it, and I was looking at it just before we started to do the podcast tonight and it it's it 's very well very well laid out it 's essentially the the magazine they have a a scroll bar on the bottom. That has like a a little mini pick of each one of the pages, and you can scroll through that if you want to get to page 32. Well, in text just above the scroll bar, it tells you what what pages it is that you're looking at in particular. You hit that and it just brings up that page immediately. Okay. Um, As far as, I know I haven't had a chance to go all the way through it. I don't know if they have any embedded video or embedded audio or anything along those lines, but as far as presenting the content, you know a single tap on the screen brings it up to a, a a bigger size for those of us that you know whose eyes aren't aren't, aren't quite what they used to be so just, just move just move the ipad close to your face <laughs> yeah then i got out there worry about radiation <laughs> man it's the rads it's the rads
3: yes so there's another there's another rabbit hole we could
0: end up now, yeah there. oh <laughs> let's let's not go down that one did TSA have enough people on their butt shush, these shush, days? We're not going there. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry.
3: So, so you've actually you've actually mentioned something in the, in the show notes, which I think is really interesting. It's the
0: fact that you can loan someone your magazine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's you know I, I found this this kind of an interesting concept. If you want you know, somebody comes up to you and says, "Oh, I I, I meant to get that and I, and I didn't do it. There was a particular story I wanted to read. Well, if they're signed up to the the Pixel Mag service. You can lend them the magazine, so but brilliant. they have to be also signed up for you know in 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 Pixel Max. And the the weird thing is, it's just like a real magazine. If you lend it to them, you can't read it until they <laughs> give it back to you. Uh, I got you know, which I, I thought like was that. brilliant. I thought that was great.
3: I tell you, I tell you where that would really. I will tell you where where that would actually make the item take off if you could do that with books. Yeah. Because that's one of the biggest catching points. My, I mean, I've said this before, my wife, she loves reading paper books and those paper books do the rounds and everybody loans each other one. Sure. So she's just not going to go down the avenue of getting a Kindle or using the iPad to read any books because you know, once she's got it, she's got it forever. Yeah. Now that's all well and good, and the books may well sit in your library. But when it comes to fiction and paper books, you read it. You might read it again in a few years. But and then you put it up on the shelf, books, or you
0: give it to somebody but,
3: else, or you give it to somebody. It Then does the rounds. And until they get that format sorted for the Kindle, for the iPad, etc., I tell you what, paperbacks are still going to be around for a long time.
0: Yeah, and the but the I publishers will never. That. The publishers will never do that. Well, I tell you what, they're shooting themselves in the foot. I think
3: possibly th- this 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 loan thing. Do you know? I might just sign up to Pixel Mag uh, Pixel, Pixel Mag uh, account. Um we should try this out next week. You lend? Have you got? You say you've got the magazine?
0: Yes, yes. When We're you what, you, you buy the app, I think the app was uh, four ninety nine. And okay. well, actually, you know uh, let's talk about that for a minute um once the app had finished it, it's four ninety nine once the yeah. app had finished downloading okay it, it it gave me that the their latest magazine that they had, and right. then it showed you a listing of all their past magazines, which coincidentally enough were also four ninety nine um, okay I think that I create has made a mistake here that f- expecting people to spend. $5 on a digital version of their magazine is asking too much, which is why I thought it was brilliant. If you know, if it's true that Murdoch is doing this weekly subscription at 99 cents, it ends up being about the same price as what you'll spend on a single, you know, monthly issue of I create, but, but being spread is- out over four weeks, it's like, Oh, it's only 99 cents. Yeah, but
3: you see, this, I think this goes back to what I said right at the start. We're going through a revolution here, and people don't know where we're going to end up.
0: Well, that's very and, true. And,
3: and I think this, you know, the thing is, Guy, what people are doing is also, it's, all, it's very difficult to increase your pricing. It's always easier once you've got the model out there yeah, working. to go, to go high and go low. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But I, but I do like the loan facility, if that's, you know, that's a possibility. Uh, when I'm I sure. saw
0: that, I thought, man, that's why hasn't anyone else thought about that? Now, yeah. of course, you know, yeah. Time Magazine and Newsweek and People and a lot of a lot of the other mainstream magazines are available as apps. And if you want a new one, they have, you know, you, you do the in-store purchase and, and you buy it that way. And I think I think they're all missing. They're, they're all missing a beat that. Yeah. You're no longer having to print a couple of million copies of this magazine, of which you'll probably get back anywhere from from one-fifth to one-third back unsold, that you then end up just eating the cost of. You know, this is a digital copy. It doesn't cost you any more to make one than it does to make a million. So... Pass that, pass that savings on to the consumer, and I think you'll get more sales. It's it's kind of like what they I, yeah, did think, with, with music files. Yeah,
3: I agree with you. I think a lot of companies are missing the beat when it comes to that, and you know a lot of people do complain that a digital copy, um, you know, surely must be cheaper than the actual hard copy, and. I'm going to agree, but I think it's probably not as much as people, you know, expect because I'll tell you what will happen in the future is the charges for bandwidth will start to go up and somebody will have to bear that cost. Because somewhere along the line, you know, you have to have a cost of deliverables. And at the moment, obviously, with hard copy, you've got the cost of producing it. You've got the cost of sending out to um, the news agents and then obviously possibly the cost of delivering it, which is surely a much greater cost. I agree than obviously it being electronic and you downloading it. However, what people must remember is that there is a cost to delivering something electronic as well. It's not all free bytes.
0: No, it's not. And of course, the people that create this content, uh, they, yeah, yes, they deserve but, to get paid. Of course, yeah, you've
3: got the creation side as well. I'm not, I'm not taking that out. I'm just talking about deliverables when it comes to yeah. the uh, end product, really.
0: Okay, well, yeah, but at the same time, the ISPs, is, it's not like the ISPs aren't making money, they're making <laughs> a lot I agree. of money. I agree. I agree. You know, you got this whole thing and, and I don't want to go down this rat hole too see, far yeah, either, but I, you got I, this whole this whole argument going on right now with this company I think they're called L3 and Comcast. Yeah, yeah. And they're all upset, you know, Comcast wants more money from them because of all the people that are are connected up through L3 to Netflix. Mm. And it's like, okay, Comcast, you know, you're getting money from your subscribers for your service. L3 is giving you money for these various pipes to get to those people for Netflix, so you're already getting paid twice. You know what's what's the deal here? Why do you need more money for this? I, and and of course, obviously, it's a lot deeper than than you know that five little second analysis that I just did. Um, but I, I I just don't understand this overload of of greed. Between not only not only magazine publishers, but ISPs and all the rest of well, it, especially yeah, in these it, times when people don't have a lot of, of excess income. And I know I'm repeating myself, but it's a brave new world out there.
3: I think at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll anyway, have to see think, how it. Yeah, I think we've beaten this to death. Yeah, let's let's move on. Um, yeah. This week, do you have a pick? Guys? I do. I do have a pick, <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to get. I'd seen and, this a and couple of times. I
3: know, I know we've got asked this before, but this this is tending to be an iOS pick arena. Yeah, we may come up. We may come up with other picks which are just Mac related, but this tends to be an iOS quick pick related section, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's actually, honestly, that's where all the growth is right now. I hate to say <laughs> it because I mean, I've, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a long time Mac user. But the growth right now is in ios and there's there's really no getting past that uh, maybe when Lion comes out or you know but it, it's hard to say yeah, the gro- the gro-
3: the growth will then be in those apps that are uh, uh, obviously in the uh, map mac app
0: store right right and perhaps we'll be talking about them oh, I hope so uh, anyway. my pick this week now this is something I had seen countless times in iTunes, and I just kind of mm-hmm. said eh, i can't see how this would be any fun." Uh, but I went ahead and got it cuz it was one of my all-time favorite board games uh it's electronics uh, electronic arts risk for the iOS for 4.99 it's it plays pretty much just like the game the opponents kind of like when you play the board game tend to either be really good or really stupid um but I I really enjoyed it and it wasn't a whole lot at 4.99 Cool. That's a,
3: That's all I got. That's all I got, cool. man. Well, this, this – this, this, it's another game that um, I'm going to recommend here. Um, and I had heard about this on lots of other podcasts, and I'd seen about it, but I hadn't bought it. And the other night, I was sat down in front of the TV. Family were t- doing various things in the living room, but sure. the TV was on, and we was kind of watching whatever was on. But I suddenly got a request come up from somebody uh, actually in Northampton um, to – Play this particular game, which is Fruit. Ninja.
0: Well, was this was this through Game Center?
3: Yeah, this was through Game Center. Okay, cool. Uh, and they they sent this request, which initially I went to the App Store when I got the request because it said decline or go to the App Store. So I thought. Well, I'm not going to just decline it straight away. So I went to the app store and and kind of looked, and I thought, okay, it's Fruit Ninja. And then something happened. I left it. Anyway, because it kind of went off, it said you have declined or it has been cancelled. Anyway, I I had a quick tweet with this, the guy who'd sent it. I said, send it again because, you know, just something happened. I thought it was just going to be like a a quick, you know, have a look at this game. What he was actually doing was he was challenging me to a game of Fruit Ninja. Uh-huh. And I, so I went to the store. I actually got the, the game. I downloaded it. Did it take very long? Well, no, no, it didn 't take long at all. unfortunately. Ah. <laughs> Thanks for that.
0: I'm sorry. I we,
2: I a,
3: <laughs> and I thought we got an intruder. Anyway, I downloaded it, but I, I downloaded the iPhone version rather than the iPad version, which I was yeah. on. But that's, that's by the by. Um, so I told him I'd got the game done. I said, send me the, the request again, because for some reason, the iPhone version on the iPad won't allow you to send out a request yourself. And that's, you know, that's fair enough and we basically had a jewel of fruit ninja now fruit ninja is basically you 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 have to swipe your finger across the screen um, and a load of fruit it gets thrown up into the you know into the sky as it were and you have to swipe through it and cut the fruit in half and you get you know scores for multiple hits etc etc sure. but they throw they th- occasionally throw up a bomb up there and if you hit the bomb you get you know minus points Ooh. but we had a frantic about 10 games i think we had <laughs> and i think he beat he beat me he beat me only just but he did beat me but it was it was really quite good fun And, you know, I I suppose it's less the game, although it is quite a good game, and now the kids have found it, and they're playing it left, right, and center. (laughs) Um, But actually, it was also the process of him challenging me, and we was playing against each other over the web. I mean, he he lives in Northampton, agreed, but he's like, you know,
0: a couple of miles away, or perhaps not. Way too far far to take swords and fruit. Yeah, and it, it was just good fun. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like it was a lot of fun i'll have to check that out and how much did that cost um it's 59 pence or 99 cents
3: for the iphone and two pounds 99 or 499 $4.99 for the ipad
0: version yeah well, that's not a whole lot of money that's cool and we we we're hitting well with uh with the interview with paul we're well over an hour right now so gaz if people yes. wanted to get a hold of you how would they do it <laughs>
3: They would do that by sending me an email at gaz at mymac.com, or they could contact me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. Uh,
0: guy, how would you yeah. contact you? Uh, smoke signals. woo Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> 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 Takes a while. Western Union telegrams. Uh, I can be reached at guy at mymac.com or at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. Uh ah! <laughs> I missed that last week. I really did. <laughs> I, I said Mac Parrot, and I was like waiting for just a second. Oh, wait a second! Nobody did it. Nobody you know, did I was, it. I was I was rather disappointed. Yeah,
3: Although, no, I'm not
0: disappointed actually. You yeah, it's well, it, your thing. It's,
3: it's my thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can you can also contact fearless leader Tim at and you know he'll he'll get it to us with uh, at feedback at mymac and you said that's that's feedback at mymac.com. feed back at mymac.com and believe it or not, we have a Skype number that we have been slogging for the last uh, couple it's of getting months used It's getting used. <laughs> yes, it it's is please, used. please call the Skype number. It's area code seven zero three four three six nine five zero one and believe it or not, we will put you on the show unless you're like really obnoxious like David was. And if you'd like to do us all a favor and go over to iTunes and leave us a review, that would be
3: absolutely fantastic.
0: We would love iTunes reviews so uh Gaz, it's great to have you back dude thanks very much it's it, it's a pleasure and always good fun it is fun, yeah, and it's probably why these shows have been getting longer and longer because we, yes, we just we just have we so should, much
3: fun doing it yeah we we should stop having so much fun,
0: shouldn't we really? yeah, probably, and remember. <laughs> Send money to guy to get a new Mac computer. At guy needs a new computer at at mymac or something. I don't know. So, anyway, I think yeah, we you need re- to go. You really, ought to formalize that. <laughs> yeah, I make it a make it a real website or something. Guy needs a Somebody forwarded me that domain. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the domain don'tweall.com. dot <laughs> com, and we can link them together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gaz, it was great talking to you. Thanks to everyone for downloading the podcast. Keep sending those in the emails. Keep sending uh, Skype calls in. Keep writing to iTunes, and just just keep being yourself. God, that's so weird. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, time you, to go. You, you need to take some more medication. Ah, I do. I do. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback
1: to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including the Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech
0: Fan with Tim Robertson. A flea and a fly in a flue were caught, so what could they do? Said the fly, let us flee, let us fly, said the flea, so they flew through a flaw in the flue.